0: Are now, are now listening, listening, to listening to The War, the Report. War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, Night War Room, with your host, host.
1: c It's your boy, walk Walker. I got my boys with me.
0: Mike, Mike. G.
1: Get your weight up, strength
2: and conditioning, development.
0: Ice Jones. Jones.
2: Stop
3: thinking with your emotions and
0: watch the tape. And, and be and real. real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Wednesday Night War
1: Room. Let's go! Got a post here from Damien. Says, hey guys, we lost a fellow Tiger today. Jeff Klein, please be in prayer for his family. He was a teammate of mine and we both signed in 1998. Rest in heaven, number nine. Yes, our thoughts and prayers are with the Klein family. Um, Know he had been ill, um, and you hate to you hate to see that. So definitely, he's in uh, his family's in our thoughts and prayers. Rest well, sir. Um, Sure. Let's 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 get into talking some football news. You know, spring practice is is done, but we ended it on a rather high note because Auburn landed a recent commitment. By one, Terrence Love. Mm. Terrence Love is a four-star safety from Langston Hughes High School in Fairburn, Georgia. He's six foot three, two hundred pounds. He is the he's a top one hundred. He's a Rivals one hundred recruit, ranked eighty first in the nation, eighth in the state of Georgia, fifth at his position. Held multiple Auburn offers, but chose Auburn over Bama, Georgia, Florida, Miami, and others. Mm. He now joins Brayden Joyner, mm-hmm. center who committed back in January of this year, bumping Auburn's class up to 26 with just two commitments. So, quick weigh-in. We mentioned it on Sunday, but want to start with you guys. I'll go with you, B. Our thoughts on our latest
0: commitment. So, the secondary being where this commit falls is interesting because... Zach Etheridge is our best recruiter. He heads up the secondary. He is our best recruiter on staff. And it's interesting that we're able to get momentum and secure commitment from a recruit that is this high in the rankings with all the turmoil that we just saw over the last few months. What it tells me is that with the new staff that Harson added in the offseason, specifically geared towards recruiting, um, the the boost of... Cohesiveness that I think came from this ordeal being settled in the offseason, it has probably worked in our favor because I thought that it may make some recruits and their parents shaky to go, hey man, they were just trying to get rid of you nine months ago, three months ago. Why should I come here? You might not even be here next year. But it it gives me some confidence not only in what the coaching staff can do as recruits, but what the message is and what the confidence is in Brian Harson now. From people that he's going to talk to. Because you can't, you I mean, your parents aren't even gonna let you make that commitment. We're like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that, man. He you don't know. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. Why don't you take your trips and see? If I was a parent, then I would I would be off of Brian Harson and Auburn specifically because I didn't know what was gonna happen from behind the scenes. But it seems, as I thought, and I know many of us thought, if Harson beats this case, he's stronger than ever. It seems that him beating the case has given him um, some stability. And that's what I think this recruit um, and this recruitment says for what's going on right now.
1: Mike G, talk to me, man. Your thoughts on this uh, latest commitment?
2: Yeah. Listen, everybody was freaking out about recruiting. And I still think that he'll be judged by the 2023 class. But... I'm not surprised to buy this. If you watched us play defense last year, then you should be excited about joining the squad. Uh, We had some high-profile exits to the NFL draft. And, you know, who doesn't want to come in and be the next, you know, um, better version of Smoke Monday or the next Roger McCreary? Like, it's um, we've got some great things going on defense. Not a ton uh, to say. Um, It's just one of those things where... uh, I, I think that the wheels were never really falling off the the bus in terms of recruiting. It was just they needed time to get going. He took over, and in you know in the middle of a class uh, that he had to kind of hold together, right? And then after that, uh, the next one they made it harder on him with all this off season stuff. So yeah. uh, I think you'll see this class come together. Ultimately, what they do on the field will have a lot to do with how this class finishes (laughs) and whether this kid actually stays committed. But, um, yeah, I'm happy to see it. They're working really hard in in recruiting right now. All signs point to they get it. They got to hit the road. They have to form relationships, and they got to work hard to make sure that all um, athletes out there uh, know why to choose Auburn.
1: Ike, what what are some things that are gonna that will make this recruiting class a success? I know fans tend to look at rankings, they tend to look at the stars, but what are some things that has to happen for this recruiting class to be considered a success in your opinion? Uh
3: I mean, it's really just about roster management, right? Like figuring out where the deficits are. Um, and that's what makes it this is this job as um Coordinating, recruiting, and figuring out how to manage rosters has become infinitely more difficult in the age of the transfer portal in NIL because it used to just be you look at your roster and you see eligibility left, and then you determine how many spots that you have to fill, and then you you look at the quality of the people who are left in those spots and determine, you know, do I need to go get a, a five-star and give him an opportunity to start day one based upon who I have left? That's not the case anymore. You literally have to go quarter to quarter of the year and determine who hasn't left your program and then go and figure out how to actively fill those spots because you could have a room full of people. Right now, our tight end room looks crowded. Our defensive backfield room looks crowded. We don't know what that's going to look like um, before the deadline for the transfer portal is up. So you have to always be recruiting. You have to actively be recruiting the entire year now and- those numbers change and vary. So for me, more to the point of the question is, what does it look like for it to be successful? Uh, it's really going to have to just put a pipeline in place to make sure that you're able to backfill in case or like literally every year becomes a free agency and nobody's spot is safe. We're trying to put the best guy on the field every single season because we don't know when the next person's going to get disgruntled and leave the building. Um, so it really is for me, uh, you know, we know our quarterback room looks like it's got a lot of kids who could play day one for us. Um, and we've got a freshman coming in who looks like he can be the future. I don't know that it matters to me whether or not we land a QB in this off season, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have one in the coffers. We definitely need to get more fortified in the running back room. So we're going to need to get another running back because, Uh, barring an injury, Tank Bixby's gone next year, right? So um, we don't know what Damari Austin's going to look like yet. Hopefully he is the stud everybody thinks he's going to be. Jarquez Hunter hopefully comes. So it's really just about backfilling, right? So I can go through, you know, spot after spot after spot. Uh, But the success of that, number one, is going to be the tour upgrading at that position next season. Um, So it's really hard to project that right now because, again, the transfer portal makes all of this super unpredictable. Uh, You don't know what people are thinking or why they're thinking what they're thinking. Uh, Staff turnover is going to have a lot to do with that, right? Like you fall in love with a position coach and he takes another job. Does that mean that that person's out the door? Right? So, um, Success for me is not going to be about the ranking. It's going to be about solidifying places of need. And hopefully, you know, this this uh, staff is definitely looking for that and finding people that fit your system regardless of what the star ranking is. Like, do they fit what you're trying to do from a culture and from a scheme standpoint so that you can go fast with them when it gets to getting them in camp? So – uh, we'll see how that pans out. But as Mike said, it's all going to come down to how we perform on the field. You win, and then you start to look more attractive to recruits. So hopefully we start winning and winning in the right ways.
1: When I look at who Auburn is targeting, kids visiting campus, I'm starting to see a pickup in terms of that, which is which is a good sign. Um, and there's a lot of talent in the state this year. Uh, how many O-linemen I mean, as many as possible. But how how critical is it? I think it goes without saying that it's critical, but just how important is recruiting that position in this 2023 class, Mike G?
2: Just as critical as recruiting every other position, yes, man, look, they got work to do in recruiting. And I know I just said that the wheels weren't falling off the wagon in recruiting, but you know, perception is definitely going to matter as well too. So we need to get too deep at a lot of positions quick. Uh yeah they're working on it at quarterback. Uh we got work to do at receiver, you know, on the defense side of the ball. I think we look okay at linebacker. Uh got a little bit to, of work to do at line, you know, TBD in the defensive backfield about how deep we are there. Uh you know, just recruiting as a whole, man, they just got work to do. I mean, we need to build numbers. And whether that is through recruiting or through the portal which factors into this, right? So, again, recruiting rankings, well, they're going to have to find some other way to calculate recruiting rankings now that we're in the portal era. Yeah. Because a team can do, revamp their team through the portal. Look what happened at Ole Miss. mm mm-hmm. I mean, they had 25 guys jump in the portal, but brought in 14 guys from the portal. Yep. That's a whole different team. I mean, they sent guys out. I mean, that's practically a uh, uh, free agency. Right. I don't know how important their recruiting class is. <laughs> now they definitely needed to hit on those guys that came in through the portal, but um, we're going to have to find creative ways to, to, to evaluate. Talent evaluation is going to be the biggest thing. I think, you know, how are we evaluating guys? Are we getting the right guys? and, do we have more hits than we have misses in the guys that we're picking? Right. Now, we got a lot of misses at quarterback, a lot over the last since
1: 2013.
2: Sure. We got way more misses than we have hits at quarterback. You know, we've been, we've had, you know, probably more hits than misses at running back. You know, and, and, and a lot of probably more misses than hits at receiver. Right, I mean, you see where I'm going with this. They just talent evaluation is the thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on as we start to get a little deeper into recruiting. And are the guys that we're bringing in do they fit? Brian Harson went out and he brought in two quarterbacks through the portal this offseason. season. One of them dudes needs to pan out. Right, you sure. went and you got Robbie Ashford to to you know hit you know hit the trail from Oregon. All the way back home. See what you did there. Yeah, (laughs) Bars. Uh, uh, You you went out and got Calzada from another school where he started every game. You drug TJ Finley in here from LSU. It'd be nice if one of these dudes was the guy this year. And then the the kid that you are developing, Garner, in two years comes in and looks like a seasoned vet from day one. We need that in every position. So I'm I'm hoping that talent evaluation is the thing that this staff is doing better than what we've seen in the past. So TBD on how important. I think it's just more important that they just get they start to hit hit the target on a lot of these guys that we're bringing in. I, I want to see guys contribute, um, I don't want to see a, a bunch of dudes who come in never contribute, come in highly touted, never contribute, and then hit the portal. This is going to happen. It's going to happen for the most part. But when you're developing guys, I think uh, some of these players will be more likely to wait their turn. And that'll make us deeper, to answer your question, that'll make us deeper in a lot of these positions.
1: To educate some of uh, the fans, we're now in a point where spring practice is wrapped up. And now what you're going to start having is, over the next few weeks, is meetings with players and coaches. And coaches are evaluating, looking at film and determining who they can really count on, who's going to be in the 2D. And so they may be somewhere where they feel they shouldn't be, vice versa. Of course, you know, we panic when every time someone enters the portal, but I think it's to be expected that this is going to be part of the process as coaches are identifying and assessing what their needs are going to be. In the offseason, going into the portal, recruiting-wise, so on and so forth, B, what, what, what should we expect to see over the next few weeks? I mean, you, uh, is it irrational to expect that we'll see some guys hit the portal just because they're just not where they want to be? Or what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Dudes are going to go into the portal because they don't like where they are on the depth chart. Coaches are going to come to them if they haven't already, if they hadn't already started and said, hey, here's what we looked like in camp. Here's what we were looking for. Here's what we didn't see from you. Here's what you can work on. Here's why this guy was on the field before you. And they're going to like it because they heard what they wanted to hear. They're going to dislike it and take the challenge and stick around and fight it out. Or they're going to dislike it, jump in the portal. And that's going to be the case across every university that has a competitive football team year um for the foreseeable future until you know the point where this transfer schedule kind of changes and adjusts for um whatever the the football schedule is going to be because it's still a little hectic right now but that's what it's always going to be and what we hope is it's not that we don't want any guys to leave i saw today um it was talking about where how many people we had jump in the transfer portal in the last you know six months and then it named every defensive lineman that we saw go. Because it was talking about J.J. Pagese as well. And I really, honestly, I'm looking at the names of the defensive linemen that left, I was like, right. we. I mean, we didn't get major contributions from any of these guys, um, including J.J. Pagese. I think he probably was going to be just as, I, I don't know if the position that they had him playing here mattered as much as the fact that Mississippi is home. And it was in the back of his head, according to the article that was written about him. But we didn't lose a grip of production. I'm not saying they're not talented. A couple guys that haven't even panned out in their short stint wherever they went, like they didn't even make it to the next school yet. Um, so there was some weeding out that happened in the last six months for us. That was more culture um, shell shock than than probably what was going on on the field or what wasn't going on on the field because some people didn't like that they didn't play, but. Now what I think we'll see is when people leave now, it's just going to be for football reasons. Well, I don't like that I'm not starting over that guy. I'm out of here. I don't like that I'm on the three deep and not the two deep. I'm out of here. It's to be expected. What I hope that means is that the very best guy is the guy who the coaches have been rewarding with, with those snaps, with the first and the second string status, and we are keeping the best guys and aren't losing the really, really talented guys. That's what we can hope so far. We we don't have any evidence that we lost. I want to make sure I say this right. I don't think we lost anybody to the portal that was the best player at their position For except sure. arguably Kobe Hudson. And yeah. arguably Kobe Hudson. And that's that's an argument to be had. But that's it. So I, I think we're we're we don't have any reason to freak out yet. When we start losing some guy who was, like, if Tank had jumped, that would have been emergency. Red and blue lights. That that would have been a big deal. But he didn't. So I think we're good right now. We just, we got to let him build, man. Let him get his guys. Let him get in here. He's getting it done. And honestly, the transfer portal is helping that happen probably like two seasons sooner than it would have if we didn't have a portal. Get those out. Give me some new ones in. We're building this thing up. We're all right.
1: We the Super Chat here by Justin Paul. We appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Even appreciate the Super Chat. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Five question. What's the first syllable of momentum <laughs> is, and do you know why? <laughs> Hashtag war blacker. Because or black. <laughs> you need
2: more of it. Yeah. Zach, uh... Zach sucks. <laughs> 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 he told that joke on the pod we did yesterday. And uh I'm just kidding. Zach is awesome. Uh but definitely dad vibes on that one. He's coming up with I'm disturbed by the frequency of his dad jokes now. Like I thought it was like a passing thing, but he seems he seems firmly entrenched in this line leaning, of thinking lately. He, yeah. He's
1: he's leaning in.
2: To the yeah, definitely. Dad joke thing. Yeah, Jackson, definitely. Listen,
3: man, you if you if you go down the dad joke train, you can't come. You can't come back. Off not coming you back. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like you have to commit. You got. You really do. You have to commit to the dad jokes. Yeah. So I feel you, Zach. Man, do it. Do it as often as your your heart uh,
1: desires, sir. No. I thought it was. A, I thought uh, speaking of J.J. J. J. Pigee, so I, I read a little bit of the article that came out, and mm-hmm. I and I thought it was interesting. You know, it's always interesting to hear what a player says that has left your program mm-hmm. and, and, and to get their almost kind of unfiltered opinion. Um, I thought it was interesting what he had to say about, you know, just not being a fit. Um, it looks like he was being a team player last year when he was asked to move to D-line because of of Wright being injured and not having enough bodies there in the spring. Um, But I thought it was very interesting his comments about not really liking the environment or giving it a chance after Malzon left. Did you guys have any thoughts on that?
0: Mm, you know what? It's, I always wonder when kids come here, if, if they love it here, because we, every time a recruit comes and we talk to them, they get interviewed right after they commit, right? Or even after they had a good visit or a visit, they say, well, man, it really felt like home. I love it here. I love the coaches. I love the people. Um, that, that's one of the things, and we, we talked about this because during the, the COVID period, we couldn't recruit because we can't just go to people's homes. And we were like, it's really in our best interest to sell Auburn because Auburn kind of sells itself, but we couldn't do that. So we weren't hearing that. Oh, I love Auburn. Is I feel the family atmosphere. We can get that across to some guys. And for some guys, that is the, the, the thing that separates Auburn from other schools. Obviously, that wasn't the case for him. Because there are some guys who come here and just love being here. And that's enough for them to stick around, whether they, they love what their role was or if they loved how much playing time they were getting or not. Football is more transactional. What are you doing for me? What's my draft stock going to be? How am I looking on tape? What position you got me in? Now, I, I think I'm better as the nickel than you got me coming in here in, in, in different packages. Everything now is more transactional because they can jump. They can leave. They can be. I no. I'm gonna get what I want if I go over here. It's okay. I'm gonna go over here. JJ Pegues made it sound as if Oxford was in the back of his mind from the minute he left high school. And if that's the case, and he wasn't ever really settled here, then I, I don't. I don't really think that's so much of a negative. I think anything he sees that is less than perfect for him would have been viewed as oh, this isn't for me. So I don't, I don't even, I'm not offended by what he said about, well, I gave the staff a chance. And it, it sounds as if unless the on-field situation was perfect, I mean, absolutely perfect. Maybe he's still a tight end. He's catching a few passes a game. He's got like five, six touchdowns on the season. Maybe if all that's perfect for him, then he's cool with changing coaches because he's he's productive and he's playing the all position right. he wants to play. But without that being ex- exactly what he wants, then he's going to look at it negatively with any kind of changeover because he knew Malzon wanted to use him offensively, and I think the second that this coaching staff asked him to to make that switch, that was probably it. We probably lost him before I mean, the season. That's, 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 that's what some,
1: some, that's what you said. Somebody said
3: that when it happened. I don't. I just, I wish we could find the person who said that so we could tell mm. them that they were right about that. I mm. don't know. I don't know where that guy is. Me yeah. either. Um. Mm. Yeah. it's, it's a mm. shame. It's a shame that uh he's shame. you know. Not, not here to to hear you say that he was right.
1: But, it,
2: but is he? <laughs> <laughs> but, but is is he? You're worse than Thank you. I will send y'all to a corner camp together. Um,
1: but is he playing D-line? At don't don't
0: know. Ole Miss, Hill, Wait, is I, don't, I have no idea who, have they who cares what he's doing yet? at Ole Miss. I guess I we can check some of their, you know, <sighs> rival sites and their site and see what he's nah, playing. I mean, who, right? ca- who cares what he's? I don't. I don't care what he's doing. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't care. No.
3: Yeah. He's he's a bum to me now. He, you're a bum, sir. Get out of here. Now I still think JJ Piggy's is super talented, and I hope he does amazing at whatever he does. Except for one game of the season when we play them, and I hope he has a flat tire that day.